Welcome to the table. Go ahead and take a seat. We're just about to begin. I am McGarren, joined once again by our cast of wonderful and affordable role players. This time, we are doing something different. Not only are we taking a step away from Dungeons & Dragons, but I am stepping aside as DM for the season and letting the wire nerd take it away. So, prepare yourselves for a wild ride as the Sunday nights present for your enjoyment, Deadlands, Riders of the Hellstorm. Welcome to Denver, Colorado. The year is 1886. The city is more established than most of its time, with store shops and apartment buildings stretching for miles. For the most part, the citizens go about their day just trying to make a dollar to get them to the next one. But they have bad dreams, whispers in their heads that give them thoughts that just aren't, well, right. Everyone thinks everyone is out to get them, but just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people aren't gunning for you. The one place that people are able to group without being suspicious of their neighbors is the magnificent Catholic church built up in the middle of the city. And that's where the journey begins, with a no-nonsense lady dressed in a habit that has just a little bit more wear and tear than that of the common clergy. Alright, we're going to start off with Maeve. Or Maeve is in pretty much center of Denver. It's a bustling city. There's carts moving through. There's a train track cuts right right middle of the city. The south of it is a church. Um, that's where you are going to start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So Maeve is a holy person. She was raised by a deacon of a church. He, he was her father um, biologically, but he claimed that she was an orphan to save face and took her in and raised her. When it became clear that she had holy abilities, he trained her combat as well because he was actually an agent for the agency, the outskirts of Denver, trying to keep supernatural evil at bay. So they worked together for quite a few years till one day they encountered a creature that killed her father and she is trying to hunt down that monster. All right. What's your connection to the church, church exactly? You're none, correct? She poses as one, yes. He okay. was the deacon of a church like in a small town outside Denver. He was undercover for decades probably, I'd say. And so she knows the local church hierarchy, I guess. Okay, so because of that, they have actually given you room and board at the church. It's early in the morning, you get up, walk out into the streets, you see horses pulling carriages, and what would you like to do with your day? She would like to go down to one of the social hubs and uh, see if she can find some information on any horses that have gone missing. All right. So the main central hub of the area, sort of the uh, town square, is going to be in front of the sheriff's office. The sheriff, Mabel, is standing outside. Good morning, sister. Uh, what can I do for you? I was wondering if you've heard of any horses being taken in the night or any news from the surrounding farms? So here in the city, we typically don't deal with the farmlands. I, I haven't heard of anything, at least it's been outside of my jurisdiction. But if you would like to, I know that the stables, um, they deal with the farms uh, getting their stockade of, of horses and li livestock. If you would like to go there, it is uh, right behind the saloon. Okay, thank you. I will uh, check it out. Entering the stables, the first thing Maeve notices is the smell. It seems the stalls have not been mucked in several days. The many horses neigh and whinny in their wooden stalls as she enters. 
Looking around, the shoeing tools to her right have dust and cobwebs forming on them. Looking to the left, all she sees of life is the horses in their stalls, very restless. But she goes on alert. She hears some noises coming from the back of the stables. Alright, she will uh, mosey on up to the stable master, if she can find him. You only see one other person here in the stable. It's this uh, scraggly man, brown hair, about average build. So I see this uh, woman walking up to me. I'm just watching her approach. Hello there. Are you the stable master? Uh, no ma'am, I am not. I haven't seen him yet. You're looking for him. I mean, you can wait with me if you like. Uh, sure. Yes. And Maeve will whip out her Bible. And uh, start to read. The woman of the cloth, are you? What gave it away? Note, she is wearing a nun's outfit. <laughs> well, it's uh, never safe to assume that anybody is who they appear. Valid. You've got a point. Uh, my name is Maeve. I'm from uh, just outside town, a small parish there. Very interesting. You know, you don't see a lot of people of the cloth where I'm from. Oh, where are you from? I'm from New Orleans, ma'am. You're a long ways from home, sir. Uh, true words have never been spoken. They have been written, though. And she'll, like, motion to the book and kind of grin. Well, I am familiar with the good book. If you favorite passages? I do. I do indeed. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. That's a good one. Oh, I see someone coming. Walking up into the stables, kind of looking around, you see that this woman, uh, she has fair skin, blonde hair, blue eyes, but she looks... Very forlorn. Good afternoon, ma'am. Are you okay? I can't find my husband. Who's your husband? He's the proprietor of this establishment. He went missing about three days ago. Oh. Maybe we can help, ma'am. Where's the last place you saw him? Last place anyone sees anyone in this town. In the bar. Tell you what, I'm going to go to the saloon and see if I can find him for you. We'll start there. Is there a place where I can find you when this is all you know, done and over with? Yes, I have a little apartment just just north of Town Square. Will do, ma'am. All right, I guess we're leaving now. <laughs> yep, heading to the saloon. I suppose it would have helped if there uh, if I'd have asked for a description. I'll turn to Maeve and I'll say, "Where should we start?" Let's start at the bar. Isn't that where everybody starts at the saloon? Ladies first. Entering the saloon, this place is more alive than most. The piano playing a jaunty tune and spirits seem to be high. The dancers on the dance floor show that the alcohol must be strong here. The clientele of this fine establishment seem to be from all walks of life, from the businessmen to the cow folks at the card tables and the soldiers eating their food, watching the dancers and enjoying the show. Can you roll me a notice check? I think that's eight, total. That is eight total. Yeah, you see a kind of swirly looking dude sitting at uh, one of the tables before you walk into the gambling area. She'll walk a little closer, see if she can get a better look at him, while still trying to make it look like she's heading towards the bar. You introducing yourself to him, or are you just gonna side-eye him? You know, she'll full-on, like, smile and nod to him. How do you respond, Axel? Axel's just going to look over at her, tilt his hat. He's going to keep one hand under the table, though. Just to be safe, just be, just to be safe. She'll kind of chuckle, glance down at his clearly hidden hand, and then walk to the bar. Like, she's not hiding the fact that she knows he's got his hand on his gun underneath the table at all. All right. And are you following? Yes, I am. Axel, if you want to take this time, uh, 
while uh, I'm doing this to kind of describe your character. Well, as you said, you know, Axel's kind of a squirrely man. His eyes is always darting to and fro, you know, checking, looking, making sure people, uh, you know, where they're supposed to be. He's got a handlebar mustache, and his long, unkempt hair is covered up by his, his hat. He carries around two guns, carbine always very close by him, but when he can't pull that out in public, his trigger finger is always on a six-shooter. I just realized that you guys said squirrely and I typed swirly. <laughs> Same thing. Either way, she's watching you. That's all right. So while uh, Maeve is leaning on the bar, uh, looking at the bartender, uh, Joshua is facing the opposite direction, keeping his eyes on tenants of the bar surrounding As you approach the bartender, uh, Maeve leans in with her left arm on the bar. Squirrely dude with his hand on his gun, now past the gambling tables. He kind of backs away as you guys approach. What can I do for you? We're here to see a man about a horse. We're here to see a man who runs the stables. The horseman. I was about to say the latrine's out back. What What is this man to you? He runs the stables. I understand I... that. Stable, stables are right back there. I've had many dealings with him as he comes in here and drinks all the time. My question is, what is he to you, sister? A man who can sell me a horse? His wife said he's been missing for three days, so he can't sell me a horse. Roll me a persuasion. Seven. Yeah, he was in here about two nights ago, but he did not look well. He's coughing all over the place. I, I told him he should probably go to the, the doctor. He said I'd probably be better off going to the undertaker. I thought that was a pretty glib way to look at stuff, but here we wow, are. That doesn't sound good at all. And you haven't... What, what does he look like? His wife asked us if we saw him to send him home, but... We don't actually know what he looks like. Spindly man, bald. He used to be actually kind of, kind of well built, but over time started to get dark rings around his eyes and had a cough, something fierce. Has anybody else suffered this cough, or is it just him? I mean, people are always coming and going here in different forms of help, usually, every once in a while. Somebody decides to puke into a piano because they can't handle their liquor. I've actually had to start uh, watering it down because people are just trying to drink to forget these days. There's all those rumors that they're going around that the tombstone epitaph has been printing about wild monsters and all kinds of beasts. And ever since California, well, you know what mm. happened in California. I do. What kind of beasts have been rumored to be roaming about this area? I thought someone of the Lord would not partake in that kind of hearsay. It's just rumors and tall tales, as people tell. No, but they could be useful in sermons. So what kind of creatures are we talking here? I don't know what kind of creatures. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. She'll just kind of smile, request a uh, glass of water, if he'd be so kind. That'll be $2. All right, you pay the man $2, and he uh, reaches underneath the counter, pulls up a jug, and pours water of questionable quality. Um, you can actually see branches and twigs and dirt just kind of floating around. Yeah, she didn't expect to be getting anything great from this guy. <laughs> She's just going to... Uh... Smile, thank him, sip the water, while uh, turning to watch the uh, poker games and the squirrely man. Well, while you are watching the uh, squirrely games, squirrely man, uh, <laughs> squirrely games. on the poker table, you start to hear a ruckus. She'll focus on that one, I'm sure she can hear what's going on. One of the uh, poker players turns to the guy to the left and goes, You cheating bastard! And he unloads a bullet right into his head, knocking him dead onto the floor. How do y'all react? Maeve's gonna move to the side of the bar 
Joshua was going to quick draw his pistol and tell the man to drop his weapon. He was robbing me blind. I, I knew he was going to be robbing me blind. I had a dream about it. That is not proof that a man is cheating you. Put that fucking weapon down, son. Roll a persuasion check. Ooh, nice. Oh, well, they liked you. Is that a 12 combined, or is it just an 11? It is a 12 combined. That's Ooh. not going to be good enough. Uh, everyone is going to... While he's doing that, Axel's going to get up from his chair. He's going to walk over into the bar, and instead of his six-shooter, he's going to pull out his carbine. Uh, and he's just going to get that ready for a gunfight. Sounds good. So we're going to have our first combat. Do we roll initiative, or is it just our, um, our pace? You're actually going to draw for it. Cards, that's right. In Savage Worlds and Deadlands, initiative is determined by your cards. So, Axel, if you can pull your card. Jack of Hearts. Now, Maeve. All right, Josh, now you. A seven of Hearts. I believe Axel and Josh both have capabilities that allow them to draw again. Do either one of you want to do that? No, I'm good. I'll give it a shot for playing safe. Well, just to let you know, it's going to cost you a Benny. Yeah, I'll do it anyway. Jack of Diamonds. I believe that is a tie. So in case of a tie, it goes in reverse alphabetical order. That means hearts is going to go before diamonds. So Axel still goes first, but you go before mate. I thought you meant in reverse order of name, not the suits. (laughs) Axel? So Axel, he would like like to point his carbine up, and it is a Gatling carbine. He's going to unload all five rounds into the ceiling. Just make a nice loud noise like, Put your gun down! Just kind of like warning shots. Warning shots. You don't want to hurt nobody. Alright, so you were trying to startle him? Yes, but I will un- But I will be unloading all five rounds. Yeah, this is going to be an intimidation roll, which it looks like you do not have the skill intimidation. So you are going to roll untrained. Yeah, it exploded once. Hey, it exploded, right? It yeah. did explode. Ah! It's a so- scary gun. So you point your gun up at the ceiling... You unload five bullets in rapid succession. Please, please, just just everybody calm down. So you have successfully distracted him. Uh, he's he's not going to drop it, but he, he he is distracted by you. So next it will be Josh's turn. I am going to aim to shoot the gun out of his hand. So uh, since you're doing that, that will take your entire turn. Maeve, now your turn. She is going to once again step behind the bar and uh, she's going to kind of crouch down. Not really like she'll grab her gun, but she won't. She's trying not to show that she has a gun. She's trying to just kind of hide beside the bar out of the main line of sight. But she is going to be ready to shoot if that man starts shooting up people. All right. So you are holding your act. Yes, sir. Character holds her action card to go later in the current or later round. You lose your hold uh, status if you get shaken or stunned. You may also interrupt a foe's action with an opposed athletics role in the future if you want to. Actually, with that being said, first person who told him that he was in the wrong uh, was going to be Joshua. So he's going to aim his gun at you. Maeve's going to attempt to stop that. Roll an athletics check. Dear Lord. (laughs) Fourteen. To hit four. You move (laughs) in a split second and get right up on him. And you smack him square in the face, stopping him from shooting his gun off. Don't you do that, sir. Axel, your turn again. He didn't do anything. He uh, He didn't fire... He was unable to. He was interrupted by Maeve. (laughs) A nun walked up, punched him in the face, and said no. 
I'd like to come over him, put the gun in his back, let him know that this will not be tolerated in this establishment. Only I'm allowed to be shooting walls and shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Once again, roll me another intimidation. Can Maeve assist him somehow by, like, glaring sternly? You are actually assisting him by being in range. Blanking oh, is a thing. He's getting a plus two. Five total. M- Mr. Sir, just just, just put the gun down, and we don't gotta do this. Just put, put, put the gun down. Let's just get a drink. You like a drink? I like a drink. You aren't the voices that tell me what to do. Vo- voices? What, what voices? What are you talking about? <laughs> Alright, Josh, it's now your turn. I'm gonna go ahead and follow through with my called shot to disarm. Go ahead. I think a, I think a 40, <laughs> I don't know if a 40 hits. That gun is not in that man's hand anymore. I don't think I don't that think gun is building. I don't think his hand is existing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. I'm assuming you're using your, your rifle? Yes, sir. You actually have a plus two to that as well, because that is your favorite weapon. So with a 42. <laughs> That's um, the answer. You are going to raise your rifle up. You're going to look down your scope and you're going to look right down the barrel of the gun and you are going to put a bullet inside of the barrel of the gun, which explodes it into many different pieces. He is going to take damage from that. So please roll damage. 16 points of damage. All right, let's see if he survives that. He does not. Roll me a 2d6. That'll be an 11. That's going to go into his leg, and it is going to make him bleed out almost instantaneously. God damn it. It happens every time. I wasn't even trying to kill him. I just wanted him to drop the gun. Uh, perhaps you should have just rested it out of his hands with your hands, Joshua. I don't know what that means. You reach out with your hand and you take it from him. See, I don't like to be up close and personal. I, I like to be safe distance where I can shoot the gun. But I don't like killing people, especially people who seem to be not in their right mind. Well, I mean, he did shoot and kill a man right in front of us. <sighs> he wasn't he in his right mind. He was talking about voices. I don't like voices. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See, that man, that man gets it. We, we, we don't mess around with people carrying firearms talking about hearing voices in their minds and shit. I suppose not. I apologize for the mess. And she's like turning to look at the bartender. It happens here more than I like to admit. Oh, that's unfortunate. How much is it going to cost you to clean this up, sir? Don't worry about it. It's on the house for helping with that rough I'll play a shot of whiskey for your trouble. While he's drinking, Mabel step over here and introduce herself to the squirrely man and uh, smile and hold a hand out to him. Oh, thank you for your assistance. Axel's gonna swing his carbine over his shoulder and take her hand. It's my pleasure. It's very brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, def- definitely brave. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said it. Are you guys new in these parts? Uh, I'm from a ways outside of town. I think I've been through here before, but I'm mostly from the, the greater Denver area. Uh, this is my first time in Denver. Oh, 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 good, good, good. I just came in here to wet my whistle, and I'm heading over to the post office right now. I gotta, I gotta I have a letter sent out. Oh, okay. Where are you from? I'm from Alabama. Welcome to you to the great state of Colorado. Uh, both of you. She'll turn to um, she'll turn to uh, Joshua and include him in the the welcome to Colorado. Thank you, thank you. I'll introduce myself to Axel as well. My name's Joshua Vote. And I'm from New Orleans. Axel McGillicuddy. New Orleans. I've never been that far south before. 
next time you're ever in town, I suggest you try the beignets. They are exquisite. The what? The French donuts, sir. Yes, yeah, I definitely will. Definitely will try those French donuts. Say, that is a mighty fine weapon you have there. Thank you. It was not cheap. <laughs> I spent many a months uh, saving up for a weapon like this. It uh, keep, it keeps me safe out here in the West. You uh, you spend a lot of time running. Um, well, no, I, I travel place to place, um, selling my, my services where I can, trying to just make a little bit of money to send back home to the family. That's the reason why I was in Denver. They got a post office here, and I was I need to send them some money so my sister she can keep going to the university. You know, getting them book smarts. Mm. You're welcome to walk with us. I mean, we're just looking for someone ourselves, and, and the post office probably the next stop. They uh they know everybody. Well, you are the, certainly the most friendliest people I've met in this town so far. So I'd be more than happy to, to accompany you to the post office. Can you roll me a knowledge check? Uh, common knowledge? That is correct. Not too hot. Five. Hey, four is all you need to be. Um, you oh. know that the post office is part of the bank. Okay. Um, gentlemen, I, I do believe we're heading to the bank, not the post office. It's it's part of the bank. Oh, that's strange. I've never... Huh. All right. Well, it's all part of the Western Union. Yeah, it's been my experience that banks are just as dangerous as a bar because they take all your money. I understand. Okay, well, uh, well, thank you very much. I'm sorry, what was your name again, miss? Oh, I'm so sorry. My name is Maeve. Maeve? Just Maeve? Uh, Maeve Lewis, sorry. Well, it was a much obliged pleasure to meet you, Miss Lewis. And uh, you, Mr. Yes, McGillicuddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you could just show me where the bank is, I, I'd be greatly appreciated. Certainly, because I'm pretty sure I remember where it is on the map. It's like right next to the stable. You guys come on into the bank. Walking into the bank, it looks like an old-timey bank. You have a couple of tellers behind bars that are protecting them from the normal common areas. There's booths that are set up so people can write on their checks and their wills and what have you set up in the front, and it seems to be a door going through the back area. Behind. There's only one other patron in the bank writing on a desk over to the side. Do you want to interact with him? I would prefer not to disturb the nice man. I'll just head over to the teller. He's not, he doesn't look sketchy or anything like that, does he? Like he's just pretending to write? Hobie? He does not look sketchy, no. He's just writing out a note. Don't want to have to make the body count too today. <laughs> with an aim shot to the hand. Uh, hello, Mr. T- Mr. Teller, sir. My, my name is Mr. McGillicuddy. And I don't I like care to... what your name is. What do you want? Oh, some, some Southern hospitality for one thing. Uh, second, well, you're in Colorado. I see. I need you to I need you to send a letter, a package, uh, mainly to uh, to my family in Alabama. Uh, if you'd be so kind. Five dollars. Not a problem. Not a problem, sir. Uh, here is the package, and uh, and I give them the address to my family, and then I make sure it's uh, made out to Catherine McGillicuddy. All right, and would you like to pay the $10 insurance on that? I would. It would be a horrible thing if, uh, if the money, uh, the package does not make it. He takes the $5 that you have for sending the package mm-hmm. and puts it in the till ahead of him. He takes the $10 for insurance and ends up sticking it in his pocket. Uh, hand him the package. He uh, throws it in a bin behind him that is full of other letters. And we'll send it out on the train later on today. Thank you. Thank you very much. I do I do appreciate it. You have a fantastic day. And if I need anything else, I'll, I'll be by. Thank you. Maeve's going to look over at Joshua, glance towards one of the other tellers. As you're doing that, you start to hear a ring. 
one of the tellers picking up a device and, and pressing up the ear and you <laughs> Yes, sir. The teller responds. Hey, y'all the ones who just took care of that gentleman over in the bar? That depends. Who's asking? That would be the bank manager. Step up to the teller and I'll say, Well, there was a man in there waving a gun around and we did take care of it, but I don't know anything about a shootout. Hobie would suddenly kind of look up at what's going on and go back to his right. <laughs> huh. Nothing happens in, the, in this town without bank manager knowing about it. If you are who we think you are, he'd like to have a word with you. What do you think, Nate? I'm fine with that. Mr. McGillicuddy, are you willing to uh, tag along? I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt to have a conversation with people, you know? Maybe there's a little money in it for me, you know, if you know what I mean. I will admit at first the man did have my attention, but now he has my curiosity. Uh, where would he like to sleep with us? Is there going to be any reaction from Obi over there? He's taking an interest in the fact that they've just admitted to shooting a man in a bar. <laughs> He's not sure how this town handles such things. He's kind of new to the area. He's waiting to see how this plays out. The teller uh, ends up cranking a device underneath the desk, and it starts to open up the side door, and the teller's going to step over to it and open the door for you, letting you in. All right, yeah, I'll go over there. You see a big iron stockade in front of you and a door to the left that seems to swing open on its own. There's a plump man sitting behind a desk with a cigar in his mouth. Come on in, come on in. Maver, you sitting down, standing up, how you want to play this? Oh, she's sitting down. Joshua will stand, but he'll lean back against the wall there, keeping an eye on the door and on the manager at the same time. Axel would like to stand in the corner, you know, just make sure he's got his eye on the door, just the whole room, and, you know, it's it's safest this way, for for lookout purposes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good Hi. afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. So I hear you guys are the ones who take care of problems and take care of them quickly. Well, I mean, there was a an incident in the bar. I mean, we just did what any good God-fearing citizen would do. Yeah, well, I've been in this town for many years, worked with the agency for many years, heard about some of your guys' work from before. I'm sorry, what and, was your uh, name, sir? My name is Bob Woodward. Does she know that name? Not that she can recall. Okay, it's a pleasure, Mr. Woodward. So Joshua, here your aim's gotten a little better. Maeve's just gonna glance up at Josh like, oh, you know this man? But like, not saying anything. I don't recall. Why don't you refresh in my memory? Like I said, I work with the agency uh, from time to time. All of their finances go through here and like to tell tales, especially of mishaps like that. And he kind of laughs under his, his breath. I'm afraid I don't get the joke. And he, uh, he kind of glares at the man. Anyways, I have a proposition for y'all. Any money in it? Plenty of money in it. I want you guys to start a new town for me. A, a new what? A new town. A new settlement. I found an area out west that is unclaimed, mainly due to tales of a large beast that has been destroying animals and... Pretty much pushing anything out that tries to come through this area. I believe, as the tales have been told to me, that you have maybe had a run-in with such creature in your past. Maybe so. I mean, if you ask common folk, this creature does not exist. Uh, I, I, 
I think there's something over uh, over here. I'm gonna to go to take a look at. I, you know, I I feel like this is a, a much better vantage point from. Uh, I'll be right here. I'll be right here. Don't worry. Uh, give me the location. I'll help you. Well, I have the deed to the land, uh, but I'm going to need you guys to acquire the funds in order to get stuff going. I have money here tied up in the bank, but unfortunately none of it is liquid. But if you are able to acquire the money and able to clear out the lands, I will double the profits from it. We need 900 to set up, but after everything's said and done, You'll walk away with 2,000 in gold and ghost rocks. Actually, walk back in 2,000. 2,000? Like 1,000. Like 2,000. Yes, I believe he said 2,000. They're, they're, okay, hold up. Mr. Woodrow? Woodward. Mr. Woodward. He like starts leaning over the desk. Sir, I need you to say this one more time. There are three zeros after the, after the word two, right? That's a minimum of 2,000. Should be more money than you'll ever need for your life. I believe that the terminology is fuck off money. It's the type of money where someone tells you what to do, you tell them to fuck right off. Well, sir, you know, I, you know, I can, I can kill a bear. That's not a, that's not a big deal. All right, you have yourself a deal. All right, I believe you saw my associate in the lobby there. He will be able to give you map coordinates and send you on your way. You guys do want to hurry up and get yourself well-equipped for the day, and you can be out by the train on the evening. Before we go, would the teller also be able to write us up a contract with your signature on it? I have it right here for you. And he uh, pulls it out of his desk and slides it across the desk. Uh, Joshua reads it. Is it a standard contract with fine print and all that? Roll me a knowledge other. Seven? You're no lawyer or anything, but it looks legit. All right. I guess we all got to sign it. Maeve would like to read it before she signs it. (laughs) It talks about building a town, and it's going to be out west. Uh, Looks like Arizona seems to be the general area. It says, upon completion of setting up Homestead, the reward of 2,000 in gold and ghost rock. Is there any mention of the creature on the contract? No, there's no mention of the creature whatsoever. Uh, Maeve will sign. Well, with that all said and done, you guys better get equipped and on your way. I, I, pr- I appreciate it, sir. I, I will not let you down. <laughs> I, I'll see you soon, sir. I'll, I'll see you real soon. <laughs> Maybe just turns and walks out. <laughs> She's a woman on a mission. Or before Joshua leaves, he leans across the dust of the bank manager and he says, The death of a lawman is no joking matter. I suggest you show some respect for the dead. And he walks out. I take it you are Mr. Woodward's accomplice or whatever it was he said uh hobie she walked up to him he's contracted me yes but i would not call myself an accomplice it was an a word i forget which one he used i'm sorry Uh, associate uh, there we go associate (laughs) uh that's a little more apt (laughs) forgive my i'm gonna go check the general store make sure i've got everything i need and uh, he said that we would be on a train tonight. Are you joining us on that? Yes, I am. I will be with you the whole way. All right. If anybody else wishes to join me at the general store, I'm going to pack up and I will meet you. Otherwise, I will meet you all at the train station. Sounds good to me. I'll go with you. We got to get out of here anyway. I hate banks. A day. <laughs> the fastest way to double your money is to fold it up and put it back in your pocket. Never heard that one. There's going to be a few things I would like to pick up. Um, 
most definitely. So you're going to the grocery store or the general store? Yeah, that was yeah, that was the one I could find. General store. All right, as as, going to the hotel, as you're walking up to the general store, the uh, proprietor is standing out front, kind of sweeping up and stuff like that. He's like, "Just uh, make sure to uh, give your money to the man behind the desk, or not man, but you'll see what I mean when you get in there." Okay, and she'll uh, walk I... in while still eyeing the proprietor a little bit. I'll follow you. I don't have anything to buy, but I want to see what this is about. <laughs> is everyone going inside the gr- uh, the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I want to see what he's talking about. The him. Well, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, that was a little ominous. Oh, no one here gives the man your money. <laughs> that spells good thing. <laughs> Maybe's like that's typically how stores work. So, looking around the general store, you see mostly what you would expect. Shelves finely stacked with almost unhuman precision, everything labeled finely as if they had their own personal printing press. Behind the counter, you hear the release of screaming steam as a mechanical man stands up from behind the counter saying, Welcome to WB Grocers. Huh. Is that an automaton? Welcome to Colorado Store. Interesting. Wow, B. I had never seen an automaton. Axel walks in. Sees the metal man like jig no nope and he promptly leaves the store nope Mm-mm. nope that's the devil that's the devil is that you I don't remember the scripture saying anything about the devil being a metal man I, uh... nor do I and I've studied okay, it quite profusely oh. I do believe that man is a coward I wouldn't put it past him honestly we all got pieces of crazy and it's just some are bigger pieces than others I suppose you're right. Good afternoon, sir. Where might I find your, uh, your trail rations? On the right aisle. My right or your right? Does not compute. Mm-hmm. All right. This, maybe this thing is uh, dumber than a box of shit. Let's just take a look around and we'll find them. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying so hard to be, like, civilized. <laughs> but yeah, no, Josh is probably right. They should just look around. She will, she will look about the store, see if she can find the rations on her own. Roll me a investigation. Sir, where are the rations? Dear Lord, give me strength. Is anything labeled? <laughs> yeah, actually, on the top of the, of the aisles, there's one that's labeled the right aisle and the left aisle, and it is in respect to the walking. One that says, what's the one that says the right aisle? And I'm looking at Maeve. Maeve. And that that's going to be uh, a sign hanging over the thing, and it's going to be in, uh, retrospective to, or in the perspective of walking through the front door. Yeah, Maeve basically, like, right never stopped looking at the, the automaton. As you see me yeah. pointing up towards the sign on the ceiling. Oh! Well, fancy that. And she'll go find herself some rations. Alright, so you keep on saying rations. What exactly are the rations that you're... Dried goods, salted meat, just, you know, stuff that's preserved. Run-of-the-mill trail rations. So, so just tra- trail rations. That's uh, what she said to begin with, yep. Uh, yep, okay. I, I was just m- making sure that you were specifically talking about trail rations and not trying to find specific stuff. Yeah. You see a sign when you do find the trail rations that uh, ha- says 50 cents just kind of hang- hanging on. Can I ask a quick question? It's for the. It's for my notes and stuff. Did the teller give us any startup money for this or we would be absolutely have to come up with every penny or so you have to come up with every penny yourself okay just making sure come up with the money 
Was that 900 apiece or 900 total? Uh, 900 total. That's the important part there. <laughs> yeah. And does it say 50 cents, like, per pound, or is it just 50 cents? I was just saying, I was just going to buy uh, 10 days worth of rations for $5. The uh, automaton takes your money and starts kind of moving around and walking and restocking the, the stuff that you just took out. Um, everyone roll me a notice check. Sorry, Joshua rolled a 9. Maybe got a 10. Four. Everyone notices that the color of the eye on the automaton switches from green to a red glow. That's a neat little feature. Josh and Maeve also notice on him that it says Hellstrom Industries uh, written on his chest. That's the Mormon people, isn't it? Roll me an athletics check, Josh. That's a four. All right. What is your toughness? Or sorry, what is your parry? A two. So that is going to hit just like a uh, rock'em sock'em robot. And it just uh, belts you really hard and it's going to... Uh, be determined here in just a second where it hits you and how hard it hits you. Alright, so it's actually not hitting you. It is gonna slash at you as some claws come out of its hand. Whoa. Oh, proprietor. Jazz in here. Her automaton has gone mental. Sorry, what was your toughness again? My toughness is a four. Good lord. Do you not have armor of any kind? I couldn't afford it. Oh... All right, well, it's going to be a basic success, so you are just shaken, uh, which means you are not going to be able to move until you are unshaken. Everyone, roll initiative. Or, not roll initiative, but we're going to deal out initiative. I was going to say. We're going to slide the bowie knife out, because I don't think I should shoot the metal thing. This should shoot back at some of us. So does that mean that I can't take a turn or anything like that until I'm not shaken anymore? You have to uh, successfully do a spirit check, or you can use a Benny to unshake yourself. So, Maeve? Uh, Jack of Spades, it looks like. Joshua pulled the Queen of Hearts. All right, Hobby, what you got? Hobby. Is that Ten of Hearts? Would something happen if we're all suited together? Suits just break tie. It'd be really cool if we were all, like, suited together, like, if, like, the three of us had gotten, like, a flush, like, Ten, Jack, Queen of Hearts. That would have been cool. I knew, right? I was just thinking the same thing. That is possible. Alright, you are shaking, Joshua, so if you can give me a vigor check. A seven? Yay! Uh, Correct, but since you have been shaken in this combat, you cannot be shaken again. But now, you're going to take a wound. Like so? Just one? Yeah, so that was your first action. Do you want to do a second action? Alright, I would like to move here, quick draw my rifle, and attack. An eleven? Alright, you shoot the shit out of that aisle of uh, groceries right in front of you. Dead groceries. Do the groceries go all the way to the ceiling? It splatters all over the place, breaking up a couple of jars of jam that splatters onto your, your uh, both of your all's outfit. No worry, it was just a distraction. At the end mm-hmm. of my turn, or can I do one thing before it's the end? You have up to three actions, but every time you take an additional action, it's another negative. To get unshaken, is that an action? That was an action, so you are on your third action currently. Okay, if that's all my actions, then I am—I mean, I was going to pull Maeve with me and get her out of in front of a automaton, but if that's all my action, movement is separate from actions. Oh, so I do. Okay, so I'm going to—I'm going to grab Maeve and I'm going to yank her behind me to get her out of the way of the automaton. Give me an athletics check to see how well you do it. Eight. Oh yeah, you pull her straight back. 
that will end my turn. Maeve, you're up. She is going to step over here. Excuse me, sir. Your man is attacking us. She's calling out the door for him. Yeah, he does hear you. He's like, it's not supposed to do that. I'll be right in. Please hurry, because we're going to be forced to dispatch it if it does not stop attacking us. That was all she was going for, was to see if he was aware that Automaton was attacking them, not that they just openly attacked his robot dude. Oh, I was going to do the same thing on my turn. <laughs> just tell him, oh. yo, your thing is going crazy in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got you. Darius says to stop living. Does a four uh, beat your parry, which I believe was a two? Uh, yes, it does. And what is your toughness? My toughness is a four. So that means you are going to take a wound. Your guts are now battered as the blade goes into your guts, reducing your vigor by one dice type. That does mean that you have taken one wound now, two more, and you are dead. Okay. All right, Hobie. Uh, can you describe this automaton a little better? Like, were there anything, any sort of lines outside of his casing? Like hose lines or anything like that? Nah, it kind of looks like if someone strapped legs and arms onto a metal fireplace, there's a steam vent off the back of it. Alright, potatoes around here? I'm gonna treat this like a car engine and shove some potatoes in that steam vent. It is covered. The thing I can do is knife should be able to help. It's got armor piercing. Let's see if I can uh, dab something on it. This weird shotgun. I'll come up from behind over here and just take a shot at its side. Maybe get hit off of them real quick. Alright, so that's going to be an 8 to hit. That's going to hit. You cock your lever action shotgun. <laughs> Unload a blast of buckshot into him. All of a sudden, he starts moving his head around. And he's like, Darius says, die! And it starts having steam, starts venting up from all of the vents. Everyone roll me an athletics check. Time to go. <laughs> oh, Maeve gets out of there like a goddamn banshee. <laughs> so she'd be small, she'd be mighty, mighty quick. I haven't even got to see her in action yet. <laughs> That's the sad part. All she's doing is running in these, uh, all these encounters. Oh, oh my. Uh, oh my. Ooh. Wow. Damn, guys. That was short. Uh, Toby, what is your toughness? Seven. All right, Joshua, what is your toughness? My toughness is a four. Wow, guys. Is maybe going to have to tank this stuff? So this thing explodes, sending shrapnel and food all over the place. Maeve is out before it even explodes, but <laughs> you other two are going to be... guys. <laughs> two wounds into your guts, double battering them. If you guys aren't doing anything, Joshua is going to be dead. Oh, Maeve was fully intending to heal him her next round. As long uh, as, yeah, that, that's her next goal. That is not, not an app option right now, unless Joshua wants to do anything to absorb the damage. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. How do we do that? Spend some bennies. I'll spend a benny to drop one of those wounds off of me. I, can, I mean, how many bennies do I have to spend to, to absorb that? Uh, to stay alive, you will need to absorb, uh, drop one Benny. It will be two Bennies to absorb two wounds. Take off one of them. As time of fate happens, it rewinds time as it whips back. The event happens again, but this time the shrapnel slightly misses you as you guys run out. The 
store is a smoldering mess. The shopkeep just looks in awe, flabbergasted, and starts busting out crying as his livelihood is destroyed. Who's Darius? Do you know, sir? Maeve is looking at the shopkeep. Yeah, he he's not really wanting to talk talk to you guys. He's get out. Your man just tried to kill us. I don't care what happened. Get away from here. Who is Darius? Roll me a persuasion check. Jesus <laughs> that's, Christ. That's a 19. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Who is Darius? Darius Damn. Hellstrom. Everyone know, knows that. He's the one who gives us all this great technology that works great until y'all get got around here. Why does he want us dead? I don't know. You'll have to ask him. Perhaps I will. As you guys are, are stepping out, you start to hear uh, a whistle and a ch 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 Thing they're right next to the fire department. <laughs> I did not have that situation in hand. <laughs> and it seems that the train for you guys to leave is here for the night. Maeve's gonna head Why to the train station. Why don't we mosey on out of here? Yeah, <laughs> get this wound bound up. I'll take care of it. So as you guys load up onto the train, get into your seats. A little bit worse for wear. You have a lot of things to consider. Your task coming up ahead, the fact that Darius Hellstrom, the rich Here's mogul dead. from out west, obviously wants you dead, and why? The fact that you never found the husband to the uh, person who owns the stables. With all of that in mind, the train pulls away from the station, and you guys move to the west. And that's where we call it for the night.